Hey, welcome back to another episode of Books and Brooms, the official Harmony podcast. Uh, as always, I'm your host, the Above Average Joe, and with me again is... I'm Lauren, our resident snarky Brit. And today we've got a very special guest. Uh, we've talked about him a lot in the Discord, so if you're joining us from there, you've obviously seen it, but uh, Bonded for Life is with us. Hi, everybody. Hi, Bonded. It's nice to have you here. Thank you. I am honored. So I wanted to dive in, um, of course, and just talk about kind of the your background and what led you to writing uh, Harmony Thick, and spe- specifically Strangers on a Train, which is a m- massive, <laughs> incredible thick. I'm only about maybe issue on a, on a chapter 20, so I'm still behind, but... Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm only on chapter... I've now lost my tab. I'm, I'm only on chapter 32, so I'm not that far ahead of you. So, um, as we said before the show started recording, sorry about that, Bonded, but we did try our best, but that's an awful lot of fic to get through. Oh, yeah, I don't, I don't blame you at all. It's, uh, it's kind of a monster. And you've been posting like a beast. I want to say the fic started, what, in April, and we're already at like 64 chapters? Yes, uh, last day of April is when I posted chapter one. Massive, massive fic. So uh, what, was your, what was your inspiration for writing it? What, what got um, you behind the keyboard? To be honest, uh, it was when uh, the COVID-19 lockdown started in my area. Um, I pretty much had to ditch all of my hobbies. Um, and I used to write um, a lot more often in my freshman year of high school. Um, and so I just sort of started getting back into that. And then um, I just kind of fell into the HP rabbit hole one day. and. Uh, just decided why not. I was actually inspired when I joined the HMS Harmony Discord. Um, and I saw how many great writers I could interact with on there. And it just sort of was like the last push I needed to uh, give it a try. So yeah. Why am I not surprised that it was us that instigated it? We've got far too many instigators on there. Um, are quite but the it's always nice to hear that we're inspiring people. Um, so what made you start shipping Harmony in the first place? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I first, um, read the books and watched the movies when I was nine years old, I believe. Um, I read the books first and, um, when, um, I had a teacher I didn't really like when I was nine years old and when Hermione Granger had a teacher she didn't like at nine years old, she, uh, set them on fire. Um, so I kind of got a crush on Hermione Granger because of that. Um, and I always kind of wanted to be like Harry Potter. So truth be told, that was like my very first inclination towards it. But then as like I got older and I started rereading, um, I realized like just how much better off they are, um, how they sort of understand each other and they share more in common and have more experiences that bond them than any other two characters. And it was just, uh, it just made sense to me. It felt wrong to believe in anything else, really. Nice to know we've got another early shipper. And hats off for being inspired by setting teachers on fire. I, I definitely can think back to a couple of instructors uh, yeah, I would like was... to have uh, singed a bit. Yeah, me the too. The only problem was that the particular teacher I'm thinking of, I was friends with his eldest son, so I couldn't have done even if I wanted <laughs> to. Yeah, that's complicated. There's, there's, paperwork involved in that and just 
Yeah, no. There's people working involved in everything these days, especially if you're working with young people. Been there, done that, got that T-shirt. And that's why I'm not. But anyway, so talk to us about Strangers on a Train. What was the, I won't say, I won't say inspiration, but what, what was your original you know, vision for the fic versus how it is now? Has there been any major changes or have you kind of... Uh. Yeah, it's actually really funny. Um, I think about 90% of what I've written out so far has been come up with just on the fly. Um, And almost everything I planned out before I started writing has been completely aborted. I originally planned for them to get together um, about halfway through fourth year. And um, uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't happen then. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, um, a lot of what I planned has sort of just fallen apart because the characters kind of got away from me and I sort of vowed to myself to not pull a JK and, uh, it sort of stick to what I had planned out so that I could sort of have this wish fulfillment of what I originally wanted. I would just sort of, um, play it by ear and see what feels right. And, uh, I think it served me well, even if it means that. Um, a lot of what I originally planned out is uh, has not come to fruition, but I'm okay with that. So basically, you're just listening to your characters, which is always a good idea. Yeah, just about. Yeah, a lot of the dialogue is on, on pretty much all the dialogue is improvised. I just feel like I can have like conversations with my characters, and from there, I can sort of allow the story to guide itself to where I need it to go, rather than try and jam anything that might feel out of place. So how did you decide sort of what from canon to keep in and what to change and how you were going to change how canon handled it? Um, the, uh, the alternate title um, that I use it to refer to my friends is um, Harry Potter, but you smile more. Um, so basically I just decided to, wanted to try and change uh, events so that, you know, the readers actually feel happy for the characters, that they're enjoying it more, and that there's not a lot of unnecessary suffering. And, um, you know, I give my favorite characters every chance they can to enjoy themselves and have the happy life that they didn't necessarily get to enjoy in canon. So that that's my goal. That's what motivated, um, I, I won't spoil too much, but uh, the end of third year, uh, is probably my biggest canon divergence thus far, besides, uh, you know, what happens in chapter 31, um, which I, right. I, I shouldn't yes. Sorry about that. I was going to say, I think I can work out the end of third year. Um, I have to say, I did quite enjoy the way you handled the end of second year. Um, I thought that was um, Thank you. very yeah. well done. I um. Yeah, I also, um, one of the few things that hasn't fallen apart was I wanted a closer relationship between Harry and Professor McGonagall um, because I felt like being around Hermione more would sort of help them sort of empathize and respect teachers that weren't, you know, abusive um, more. <coughs> and, <coughs> yeah, precisely. Well, with um, that, let's go ahead and dive into some tropes. <laughs> oh, all righty. <laughs> Oh, that's just a callback to our our previous episode where we went into a bunch of uh, common fanfic tropes, both positive and negative. 
So what are some of um so what are some fan fiction tropes that maybe you have leaned into or or tried to steer away from? Um I try to stay away from character bashing in general. It's actually a really funny story. One of my earlier chapters, because truth be told, I barely knew what I was doing until about chapter 10. Um, one of my chapters actually comes off as kind of Dumbledore bashing, and that is not really what direction I wanted to take the story in. I was just sort of still lost in finding my voice. Um, so I've tried to amend it. Um, as best I can, and I feel like I've done all right. Um, but other than that, I try to avoid some of the more like um, sort of popcorn tropes. Um, I don't like really bashing in general, besides like you know the wizard Nazis of the universe, um, like the Death Eaters and Death Eater kids and such. Um, so I uh, I redeem uh, Ron pretty early on, which I'm pretty proud of because I thought I made that realistic rather than have 11 year old Harry. Um, bash him into oblivion um, but tropes I have stuck to um, off the top of my head I'm actually not entirely sure I, I know they're there um, you guys have read most of it so you can feel free to chip in um, I try not to consciously think of tropes while I'm writing so oh no I, I, absolutely not um, I, I just I'm just gonna say I did think bearing in mind the end of first year I did wonder if you were going to slightly Rombash is not the word, but I did wonder if you were going to try and phase him out more than you have, but I do like the way that you've handled it, and the fact that he has got more friends in Gryffindor, which is something yeah. that you do sometimes see, is when you remove Ron, um, you do get Harry making more friends in both in Gryffindor and in other houses as well. Right, yeah, I um, sort of tried to... I don't really know how to phrase it. I'm very proud of the Gryffindor gang. That's probably one of my prouder moments um, of the story. Um, it was just sort of goes back to that Harry Potter, but you smile more. Um, I just felt like having a close-knit crew um, sort of allows for a lot more opportunities. It actually, the Gryffindor gang comes in handy um, in fourth year i won't say anything more than that um but that was uh, I'm thinking they came in slightly handy in second year um but obviously that's going to get better but presumably they're going to help with a certain amount of you know research and stuff i'm yep, guessing yeah yeah along those lines yeah they uh because they're i mean it's what friends do friends help their friends and if one of their friends gets uh hoodwinked into a death tournament uh they'll they'll help help friends. So I'm guessing the end of fourth year changed from canon, I hope. The end of fourth year, there are um, some changes from canon, yes. Okay. Not a... I, I, mean, I look forward to reading it when I get there, but... <laughs> but, yeah, it's, um, yeah, there's some differences. Yeah, as far as you know other fixes and stuff have there been any any particular harmony fix or even other stories that were kind of a, an inspiration for strangers on a train or was it just you know kind of that that brain weasel idea that got in there and took off um yeah it's uh it's sort of just the idea came into my head um while i was planning it i actually came across um a certain fic called um uh, Moments in Love by Gandalf's Beard. And at first I was like, oh, that's so funny. This is kind of like what I want to do. And the more I read it, 
kind of realized it was not what I wanted to do. Um, so I sort of took it personally to try and be different from that story, um, even though it's sort of a similar premise. Um, so, because I, I want my story to be unique and memorable, I don't want it to get lumped together with um, every other attempted canon rehash. Um, so there were some parts of the story are inspired by other fics and other events in Fanon, but um, I, uh, it was the idea to go straight from the train through Canon was kind of just an idea that I sort of sat on for a couple of days and decided ah, I should just try and write this. So just, I, like I mentioned earlier, I haven't actually managed to get to the end of what you've written so far. So how far have you managed to get through? Uh, the most recent chapter was the um, the third task in the Triwizard Tournament. Right. So, what have you got coming up that you're looking forward to writing, and that you're sort of I don't know how I'm going to handle this, or are there any bits that you don't know how you're going to handle? Uh, yeah, there are a couple of bits that I'm a little uncertain about how I'm going to handle because, again, Harry Potter, but you smile more. Order of the Phoenix is not the most upbeat book, um, so it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but it's one I'm looking forward to. Um, so I've seen it, uh, certain parts of um, fifth year done well, um, sort of fluff wise. So I'm hoping to mm -hmm. pull something like that. I'm really looking forward to a chapter that I have in the upcoming summer. Um, that's really just nothing but fluff. Um, that, that I've had written out for a couple of weeks now. I just have to get through a couple chapters in between that. Um, but I'm yeah, I always really look forward to the summers because um, I can just sort of improvise and see where my characters take me. Um, that's usually what happens. I just sort of, the, sort of the fluff just sort of writes itself because of the characters and the experiences that I've given them. They just sort of carry themselves through it. And I, all I have to do is press a couple of keys on the keyboard. Um, but yeah. Um, nice seeing more of Hermione's parents, which obviously we see very little of in canon. Yeah, I, I basically do what you like. I really loved writing them. Um, they were sort of uh, inspired by like every cool parent that my friends have ever. Um, that uh, uh, they were just sort of inspiration for that. Um, and I just, uh, I sort of wanted to give Harry a sort of a fun, um, sort of embracing, welcoming, affectionate, um, sort of parental figures early on. Um, and then of course, uh, I mean, they, I wanted to get them away from Privet Drive and the suffering as early as possible. So yeah, I have a lot of fun writing the summers. So are there any tropes that you like reading but don't want to write or don't like writing? Or what are some of your favorite um, fics? So some of my favorite stories. Um, my favorite story of all time is uh, Flowers for Hermione uh, by P.K. Scholar. I am firmly of the belief that it is the greatest thing to ever happen um, to uh, fan fiction ever. Um, but uh, I don't, the tropes I sort of like the most are like the ones that are just like the fluffiest, like um, uh, I don't really know how to describe them now, but um, like other fics that I like are like Baby It's Cold Outside by Potato19 and um, uh, Thresholds by Stan Rick. Like it's just a lot of, um, I don't know, like they sort of like the dancing around each other for a bit, 
um, without sort of unforced angst um, before eventually sort of owning up to feelings that, uh, I don't know, it warms my heart every time just to see like innocent, sort of mostly angst-free interactions. Um, so basically putting their heads out of their asses. More or less, yeah, something, <laughs> something like that. And do you have any particular trips that you hate? Obviously, angst is one of them, and I am absolutely with you on that one. But are there any ones that you're sort of... Is there any... What What are the things that make you sort of know how to perfect? Um, truth be told, I'm not a huge fan of um, Lord Potter because I feel like it's sort of good against Harry's personality. If he, I can understand if it's like the title's been handed to him, but if he's like sort of embraces it and decides to inflict his will upon the wizarding world like it sort of feels like Harry becomes a self-insert at that point he gets away from his character if he tries to you know impose all sorts of political power I feel like for seven books Harry makes a point of wanting to avoid the spotlight and uh not get unwanted attention because of something he was born into or something uh that just happened to him so I don't know it feels like it gets further away from the Harry that I know that I grew up and that I love with. Um, mm. So that's yeah, just me but, personally. Yeah, I mean, for me, I do agree with you, but I do also think that there are certain fics where he views, if he's, if he's inherited it, then it's sort of a, or if he got, there was um, one that I saw where he got given it because he defeated Moldymore as a baby. So he got a, um, uh, Order of Merlin Merit membership to the Wizengumot or something, I can't remember now. Oh, yeah. And it was sort of, um, it's a necessary evil. So, you know, it's not, it's sort of using it as a way to stick it to the purebloods kind of thing rather than, you know, ooh, power, I like it. That's kind fair. of thing. Yeah, that, that I can see much more than, uh, yeah, sort of power hungry. Um, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, I'm just trying to, <laughs> I'm just have, um, trying to have a think, basically. Um, so are you planning on this sort of ending at the end of seventh year or have you thought no, about when you're going to? Uh, this will end um, post Hogwarts. Um, it will uh, carry through mostly because I had planned out what they'll do post Hogwarts and um, it's going to, it's going to feature um, a wedding and uh their kids at some point. Um, I really want to write that, even though uh, the prospect scares me a little bit because um, it's pretty different from everything I've written so far. Um, but uh, I am planning on carrying it through canon and then to post Hogwarts uh, for a little bit. Obviously, not for as long as it takes to go through canon. Mm. Um, but yeah. Sorry, I'm just going through the Discord chat for some of the other questions that were asked. Um... So, oh, so have you given uh, any thought to any of the, the side chips that you want to have? I have, yeah. I, um, I know two of them for sure. Um, uh, I'm, it takes like a lot of willpower to not give them away when people mention it in reviews or like PM me, like does do X and Y um, get together eventually. Um, but yeah, I do have two of them planned out and then the others, um, like the other characters, because now that like the, the Gryffindor gang is a lot closer, um, I feel like I'm like obligated to give them like proper um, pairings and stuff, and not jump them off to the side. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna 
uh, let the characters carry me to that, like I've done um, with most of their interactions so far, um, rather than try and shoehorn them into something that I thought of, you know, a month before I got to that point, um, because I'll be in a different headspace and the characters will be very different by the time I get there. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I've definitely the two that you know in the Gryffindor gang. Um, you, uh, one of them, both of them is, and one of them, only one of the members of the pair is. Um, and can I just ask, I apologize if I haven't got there yet, but where does Luna come in, or does, does Luna come in? You said you're on chapter 32, correct? Yes. Next Hang on, chapter. I'm just trying to find... Uh, I actually was le- reading it literally just before we started recording. Yep, I'm on chapter 32, so when they're in the south of France. Uh, she's in, in chapter 33. Oh, you're kidding. I'm deadly serious. <laughs> oh, uh, Mind you, I don't know about you guys, but where I am, I'd much rather be in the south of France right now than I would the UK, but hey. I mean... I'm in the States, so I think that's, you know, obvious that I would rather be anywhere else right now. Yeah, that's fair. I was was just thinking the weather. I wasn't even going to go there. Oh, yeah. Um, The weather where I'm at is pretty nice, but my university is more or less in COVID central, so I would absolutely not mind. Uh, I'm in in Texas. We're on the surface of the sun right now. It's uncomfortable. uh, Sucks. That's brutal. Yeah. I would I'm actually I think rather be in Texas right now. Liar. You lie. <laughs> uh so yeah. another question here from the Discord. Um what music do you listen to when you write or if you even listen to it at all? Um I I only listen to music for about I'd say maybe half of my chapters. Um uh, there's uh, there's actually this playlist on Spotify called um, Marauders Era by um, uh, Andrea de Moraes Patricio, uh, and it's a lot of like alternative like good vibe songs, like the songs you sort of think of when you think of the Marauders, um, and that's like it's a lot of like carefree, just upbeat music, and I listen to that when I write a lot of like uh, dialogue heavy scenes because like a lot of my dialogue is just you know teenagers being teenagers, um, so. So that's that's pretty much the extent of the music I listen to. I don't listen to a ton of music while I write, but sometimes it's good to put myself in a happy, upbeat mood um, while I'm writing. So that's usually what I turn to. Highly recommend the playlist, by the way. Do you remember the first Harmony fic that you read at all? I do, yes. It was, I was um, was probably 12 years old um, and it was, Kissing Lessons for the Beginner by Amethyst on Portkey. And I still go back and reread it sometimes because it's very good. And personally, That's very cute fic. Yes. Um, obviously, 12 year old me was a little bit scarred by some of the later chapters. Um, but that's what happens when you give a diehard Harmony fan free reign of the internet. Um, oh, yeah. And also Portkey. Yeah. I miss Portkey, but hey. Um, so I'm guessing some uh, that one came from the Discord, um, and somebody was saying, "And what were your thoughts on it?" But I'm guessing if you go back and reread it, you'd quite like it. Oh yeah, I love it. Um, yeah, it ranks uh, up near the top for me, definitely. 
Bond, was there a particular excerpt you wanted to feature on this episode? Or is there a part of the story that you want to draw focus on? Oh, um, uh, oh, I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I guess like most of my favorite excerpts are kind of spoilery. So, um, maybe not. Um, now that I think about it, um, do you have any spoilers? Do I have any spoilers? No, I'm saying is there too many spoilers? Oh, too many spoilers? Uh, yeah, I I think so. Um, I think I don't know. I um I guess actually I think about it maybe this bit. Um, I don't know when you guys started reading my story, but um I rewrote chapters two, three, and four a little while ago because um, looking back. I thought they were really bad, and I was surprised that anyone bothered giving my story the time of day after it. Um, but actually, looking back on it, um, there's a bit from chapter two. I don't know, should I just read it, or can I just like sort of explain it and focus on it? What do you, uh, you know, however you like, if you want to read it, if you want to walk through it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I guess I could just walk through it a bit. It's, um, it is the second morning of classes in their first year in chapter two and um harry decides to um to not go to breakfast with ron because he sees hermione just reading on an armchair and there's an empty armchair next to her and he just sort of has an impulse to go read with her um because actually ron suggested as a joke because ron in first year is you know, still spiteful. It's pre-Halloween. Um, so, and that sort of just opens the floodgates. They start reading together later in the chapter, they start studying together. Um, and so all it took was a simple, actually offhand comment from Ron. Uh, the exchange is, um, she's still reading, Ron muttered. I don't know how she does it. She was up reading upstairs when I went to bed last night too. And Harry replies, me neither. I mean, I like reading too, but she's really quite something. She's brilliant. And then Ron says hotly, why don't you join her? You two can be teacher's pets together. And that's how it starts. I don't know. It felt sort of in character for all three of them. Um, and I was pretty proud of that revision because my original version of that chapter was much shorter and much, much less enjoyable in my opinion. No, I... I... I love it. I'm going to have to go back and reread those now. <laughs> um, I mean, have you got ideas for other fix that you want to write after this one is finished? Or are you just going to try and focus on writing one at a time because there's just too much going on otherwise? Yeah, um, there is a lot going on with this story. Um, and as of now, it's hard for me to envision putting anything close to the amount of time and effort. Um, and care I put into strangers. Um, so I'm not entirely sure if I'll launch into another big project after this, but I do know that um, I'm going to continue participating in like the HMS Harmony, like the Drabbles and the AU projects writing wise. Um, but I'm still on the fence about um, writing. Big project. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know, this, this, this story is like my, my golden boy, it's my baby. And I also feel like if I write something after this and it tanks in comparison, 
I feel like it's gonna sort of taint strangers as well. And I would hate that more than anything, so. Well, personally, I don't think it's gonna tank, or it's unlikely to tank, but. Thank you. Let's face it, there are, just treat it like a film series. First one is good, second one can be good to iffy, and third one can be good again. You know, it's it's like that difficult right. second album for musical artists and things. Right. Uh, another one that we actually had from the chord is, um, do you have a favorite film? And if so, what is it? Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so my favorite movie is actually, it's Casablanca. It's an old film from, I think, 1945 with Humphrey Bogart. Um, and Ingrid Bergman. And Ingrid Bergman. Yes, it's a masterpiece. And I am firmly of the belief that it's the greatest movie of all time, but uh, no one else is compelled to agree with me. Um, um, it is one of the greatest films of all time. Boom. Mm. Thank you. Well, Thank you very let's much. Face it, the AFI agrees with you, so you know it's a bit difficult to argue. Fair enough. And yeah. I think the BFI too, but um, but uh, certainly it is. Um, do you actually mind? Because um, I know when people ask this question, they expect me to say um, Top Gun or um, A Few Good Men. Um, do you guys mind if I talk about those real quick? I'm actually really proud of how I put those into, uh, into this. Go ahead. Um, so I actually put more effort into researching those movies um, and figuring out what movies I was going to reference the heaviest. Um, when it came to planning out the story, I probably researched those more than any other element of the story. Um, so A Few Good Men, um, I sort of wanted Harry to inherit uh, the protagonist, Lieutenant Caffey's um, sort of passion for justice, even if he's like a little bit nonchalant about it at first, but uh, he sort of has this innate um, desire to uh, um, sort of just do what's right, even if it means defying authority at every turn. And then Top Gun, um, obviously I want Harry to maintain his sort of famous like modesty and nobility but um when maverick is flying he turns into a pretty confident if not arrogant guy and i sort of wanted harry to inherit that um when sort of the spotlight's on him not that he turns arrogant but like um that he gets a lot more confident and uh he sort of loves flying and you'll see as third and fourth year progress um both of those get referenced pretty heavily and the other the other reason I chose those two films is both the protagonists, not only are they both played by Tom Cruise, but they both, other characters reference their fathers to them a lot, which happens to Harry all the time because of his appearance. And it was sort mm -hmm. of like this, like sort of bridge that I sort of wanted Harry to subtly have to the characters um, that would sort of help him see himself in them. And thus it would make it easier for him to inherit like Lieutenant Caffey's passion for justice and Maverick's confidence. Um, so, I was actually really proud of how I put that together. Um, I just want to talk about it because I don't think I've ever talked about that before. Um, and personally speaking from experience, most pilots, especially fighter pilots, are cocky little shits. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> definitely agree with you on that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously the passion for justice. So, besides Harmony um, and Harry Potter. Do you have any other fandoms that you're interested in or? Um... Um, I mean, I do love the Percy Jackson books. I read them for the first time. I think it was really right after I read 
Harry Potter and I needed something to sort of fill the void um, of finishing those books. But I still, I reread them from time to time. And I do love them. Um, I love the original Percy Jackson books more so than Heroes of Olympus, but I still like Heroes of Olympus. Um, but other than that, I'm not really attached to anything quite like I am with HP. Uh, I was gonna say, yeah. there's an entire generation of us that grew up with it, so I, I get know, that, I really do. Yeah. I, I feel weird um, saying that because, I mean, all the books had come out by the time, I think by the time I started reading the books, it was two years after Deathly Hallows had come out, so I didn't go through like the, any of the waiting or any of the original. I mean, Oh, you lucky so-and-so. I oh, know, it's dark yeah. times. I, I can only imagine, um, like the worst waiting I had to do was the waiting between Deathly Hallows Part One and Part Two, um, and that was pales in comparison to some of the waiting you guys went through. Oh please, I remember just the the, the frantic midnight scramble to get Deathly Hallows when it came out, and <laughs> me and my roommate we were running everywhere trying to find some place that had it, and we ended up lucking out because the grocery store across from the street from our our place. <laughs> had copies of it so i'm there i am in line at a kroger at 11 30 at night getting a harry potter book <laughs> and reading it in the car nice nice i think nice. deathly hallows was the first one i actually did the midnight release for like we queued up anyway making both joe and i feel quite old <laughs> glad to be of service Excuse me, I have to go uh, take my Geritol and, you know, <laughs> pop out my dentures right now. Don't get me started. But, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Um, so You pretty much covered uh, all the questions from the cord. Anything for us? Anything that you want to see from the show going forward? Um, not that I can think of, no. I think you guys crushed it with the opening episode. Um, I can't wait to see what else you guys have on, in store. I'm a little apprehensive to hear my own voice on a recording when this episode comes out, but I am excited oh, tell to see me about how it compares. I can't imagine what you guys are going through. I mean, you guys sound great to me, but I know how, I know how it feels. Um, yeah, Lauren's still psyching out about it. I think she's only listened to like half the first episode. <laughs> yeah, I can't listen to it. I just can't. The thing is, because Joe edits it and, you know, he's got other podcasts, he's just used to it now. And I still, I hate hearing my own voice. I mean, it's better than hearing my voicemail message, but it's still, don't like it. <clears throat> is there anybody you want to shout out or anything like that? Or Anyone I want to shout out? Um... I think I sh I'm obligated to say to um, there's a user on the Harmony Discord goes by Val, who's firmly of the belief that I am Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. I'm not. I feel like my voice would have made that obvious by now. Not only am I not a robot, but I am not Mark Zuckerberg, founder of Facebook. One bored 18-year-old who goes to college in Florida. Um, I'm, I'm not a billionaire. Um, so I know that's not going to stop him from calling me. Mark Zuckerberg, but I feel like it's worth a shot. Um, that sounds like something. I want to shout out. Oh, damn it. Yeah, All but right. Val is Val. There's no way you're going to 
No, yeah, the, there, there's no condensing so. that. Um, yeah. And then I also want to shout out um, PK Scholar, author of Flowers for Hermione, again, because it is by far my favorite fanon piece of literature ever. And to anyone listening, if by some miracle you have not read that story by far, so far, please go do it. It's just you'll do yourself a huge favor. It's the best. Go read it. Uh, it kind of sort of inspired me to write a really fluff heavy, everyone's happy story. So check it out. Which is always a good idea. There should always be more fluff. Yes, always. So, and I'm sure Joe will um, find the link and stick it in the doobly-doo um, for anyone who um, wants to read that thick. Oh, absolutely. I'll make sure to include that in our uh, notes for this episode. I couldn't, remember, I couldn't remember what the word was, so I ended up referencing the Vlogbrothers again, making me old. <laughs> oh, dear. So. All right. Well, I guess that'll pretty much wrap us up for today. Bonda, thanks for joining us. Uh, you're welcome on the show yeah, anytime. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I really had fun doing this. Thank you, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, and um, I look forward to the next chapter because I'm sure I will be, when I get to the third task, I will be cursing well cursing your name not quite but i will go yeah come on give me the chapter come on yeah <laughs> so uh, thank you so much yeah um, thank you i'm i'm sure we'll see you around the court yes, um definitely. and speak to you yeah. soon actually i'm just trying to think how to sign off god uh. <laughs> yes this is a little behind Joe, can you just cut that um please cut that joe please uh, oh no no not leave this bit in i'm gonna leave parts of this bit in like we need the awkward humor but uh yeah so that kind of brings us to a close for uh this episode tune in next month uh talk to you guys soon bye Books and Brooms is a HMS Harmony production released in association with Hall of Justice. Music and themes by James O'Dell. Books and Brooms is a fan experience not intended to infringe upon existing trademarks. All works are the property of their original creators. Harry Potter, created by J.K. Rowling. Wizarding World characters and associated media are copyright of Warner Brothers Entertainment. All rights reserved. Yeah, no, that's staying in, Lauren. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. God damn you.